This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. The BFM Breakfast Grill, connecting you to the top people and ideas, powered by U-Mobile. BFM 89.9, good morning, this is The Breakfast Grill, I'm Keith Calm. Driving today has never been more pleasurable with the advent of electronics in many cars that make the experience safer, the vehicles easier to manoeuvre and the whole journey that much more enjoyable. The company whose MD we are talking to this morning began life more than three decades ago to manufacture car audio systems. Today it is all set to list on Bursa Malaysia's ACE market. Mirzan Mahadir, Managing Director of Betamec Berhad, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Mirzan, um, Betamax started out as Betamax Electronics in 1989 to make car audio systems and then Perodua came along and appointed you guys to supply these systems for their Kanchil model. Betamax was founded by two Taiwanese nationals before you were brought on board as executive director four years later. That's around the same time as the Kanchil was unveiled in Malaysia. I kind of just want to get that timeline correct. Was Betamax there to serve a segment of the automotive market at that time? Uh, those that won car audio systems? These weren't standard accessories in cars at that time as well, or was it just a placeholder for a more lucrative long-term contract from Malaysia's second national car project and eventually Proton? Actually, when I came in, uh, it was before Produa was announced, actually. Uh, I was interested in getting into industry, and this was an opportunity for me. Um, We were actually exporting our products to the US, you know, to some of them car stereo system um, sellers in the US. Uh, so that was how it started. It was in a flattered factory in Zagambut, actually. Uh, and then later we applied uh, when Prudua came up to the, the car stereo system for them. And we were uh, fortunate that they awarded it to us. I mean, the reason I was asking was also because, you know, Perodua started in 94 and Proton was in the mid-late yeah. 80s as well. And, you know, you have that famous Mahadir name. Mm-hmm. So I was just trying to dispel this perception that perhaps it had to do with the fact that you were well-connected at that time. No, actually, I was interested in, you know, investing in industry, particularly in the car segment. You know, there were other investments that I made in car parts before, And um, I've got out of most of them now. But um, this is the one that, you know, I've been with for all this time. Talk to me about how the diversification into vehicle electronics evolved for Betamec, moving from Mm. car audio systems to what you guys do today. Well, the idea, we started with car stereos because that was, you know, what was required, right? Uh, The model was actually a relatively simple one. We looked at all the luxury cars looked at the features that they have and what we wanted to, to do was to try to put them into the small car, which is what we did. Um, we introduced MP3, Bluetooth, USB, all of this uh, came into the small car and I think in some cases ahead of other makes um, when we introduced them because we basically you know, pitched it to Produa that this should be the features that are required because you know, it's what the market wants. And, uh, you know, they were willing to accept it so long as it's affordable. Car audio systems weren't quite the standard features in cars at that time, right? There's always a standard, um, you know, configuration where you can swap it for some other car stereo system. The ones that you made were the standard ones for Perodua at the time or? Yeah, um, we bid it for the contract 
we had pro door and we won. So it went straight into the car on the assembly line. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it was uh, in the country, actually. The features were not really that, that many because, like I said, you know, it had to be affordable. Um, but that was our entry. We started putting in more features you know, after that uh, as we went along. And that would be your core product uh, right up until today? Well, it's evolved, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it started off being car stereo system, but today it's an infotainment Correct. system, you know, with the touchscreen and, you know, and everything else that goes with it. You call it your proprietary infotainment system. How did that come about? You know, we designed the whole system uh, and we work with technology partners to incorporate the, the technology inside. Um, but it is our design and we propose it to Prodoa. Prodoa, of course, has got their their requirements, and uh, we modify it accordingly. We don't only uh, work with Prodoa, but also you know, not just the engineers in Prodoa, but also with their parent mm. in Daihatsu. So we have our people going to Japan as well to work with them so that we come up with a product which is good for the market. Besides car audio systems, the other electronics that you guys work at would be things like blind spot detection devices, digital video recorders. Mm-hmm. How are these evolving? Well, they are coming about. I think in the future, you will start to see much more electronics mm-hmm. uh, in the car because uh, in the capabilities are there now, but in the, you know we are going to incorporate it into the small car as much as we can based on you know the customer's requirement, obviously. Um, so some of this technology is already developed. We just you know need the opportunity to incorporate them, and we continue to work on new technologies that will enable the driver to enjoy the experience of driving as well as to be safer you know we hope that we can incorporate all those features in in the future and speaking of new technologies what's Betamax R&D like cars these days are getting increasingly more electronic than ever how are you keeping up well that's one of the reasons why we need to raise money Uh (laughs) Uh, we want to position ourselves uh, to be an innovative company with R&D as the kind of the leading function within the company um, so uh, we are investing in R&D um, because there's so much going on, actually. Uh, right now, we need to have the capability, we need to have the people and the organization to be able to um, develop new technology and incorporate uh, new features as they come along. You've also said that today's vehicle infotainment systems entail evolution of the vehicle stereo technology alongside elements of audio and video, IoT, GPS, navigational capabilities, as well as vehicle safety and security. Should you explain a bit more on, on this? The car, like I said, you know, is more and more electronic. You know, there's many more components that go into it uh, where you, you have to incorporate all these technologies. Eventually, you know, I suppose if you envision the in the future, we're looking at, you know, maybe semi-autonomous or even autonomous vehicles. Um, and when that happens, that means there's a lot of sensors that are required. There's a lot of integration in order that the car functions um, in a way which is safe, you know, and secure for, for the driver. And where is Betamac at in the development of autonomous and semi-autonomous vehicles? Are, are you... Well, that's still a long way, but, but because it does require... I mean, you still require... have to get started, right, right now? Yeah, we are, we are working with technology partners that are involved in this area, you know. So we obviously, you know, learning 
to see where where it is that we can eventually come up with this um, you know this technology and can offer it to our customers but you know at this point in time you know we are, I think with the infrastructure that we have today it's not really ready yet uh, so you know because when you talk about autonomous you really want to have interaction with the infrastructure you know so that's not really there yet. Who, so. who are these technology partners? You say that the local infrastructure is not quite ready. I, mm. Can I assume that these tech partners are from abroad? Yes. Yeah, yeah. We work with partner in in China and another one in India and they are connected to the car industries in those countries as well, uh, as well as in Europe and so on. So, you know, we, we work with them. We lead the projects, uh, you know, and make sure that, you know, all the specifications are met um, with regard to our customer. And uh, we um, develop the product in collaboration with our partners. What will these arrangements look like eventually when they are put to market with these partners? Uh, we basically outsource some of it to them um, so that uh, we can you know, make sure that we deliver the product on time. They have got their own capabilities, their research capabilities. We tap on them to be able to do that. You know, I, I look at increasing our own capability in order to um, develop those technologies in-house as well. Uh, so we incorporate the technologies, but at the same time, uh, we want to have our own in-house capabilities. Going back to what you said about the non-readiness of the infrastructure here, um, I just want to pick your brains on what you think about the local talent here. Do we have sufficient local talent for you to conduct the R&D or is that why you still foresee things happening overseas more? No, I, I think that it's just that we have to, you know, have our finger on the pulse, yeah. you know, all over the world, you know, because, you know, the technology develops and develop uh, in different parts of the world. And we just got to make sure that we understand what they're doing, right? In terms of local talent, I think there's definitely a lot of local talent. I believe that, you know, our people are capable, um, that we can absorb technology and we can develop our own technology you know especially the young uh, you know they are very tuned in to this so you know we are really excited and enthusiastic about having them join us this morning on the breakfast grill is Mirzan Mahadir managing director of the soon to be listed Betamec Berhad on the other side of the break let's find out what happens after Betamec becomes the latest company to list on Bursa Malaysia BFM 89.9 you are listening to the BFM Breakfast Grill, brought to you by U-Mobile. BFM 89.9, welcome back to the Breakfast Grill, where in the studio this morning is Mirzan Mahadir, Managing Director of Betamec Berhad, an electronics manufacturing services provider, en route to an ACE market listing this morning. Now, Mirzan, Betamec's business is heavily dependent on Perodua, with 94% of revenue coming from it. The relationship has been going on since 1993, nearly three decades, basically just four years shorter than the age of Betamec itself. What plans are there to diversify this dependence? Because I'm sure there must be some worry about just relying so heavily on one client. Absolutely. Um, you know, there is no exclusive contract with Produa. We are free to talk to other manufacturers of cars, not just in Malaysia, but also in the region. 
And we are taking those steps to do so because, you know, the capabilities that we have are, are applicable to other makes as well. They are looking for the same thing. So we are reaching out. Of course, in the past two years, it was a bit difficult because of the pandemic. Right. But we're now going out geographically, of course, uh, within the region, but also, uh, you know, looking to um, diversify in terms of our products as well so that we have a more diverse customer base. Having said that, we work with ProDwell in all their models and variants. We are proud of the fact that they've wanted us to supply to every uh, model that they have. And, you know, I think that it is an incredible relationship that we have with them because, um, you know, they're very supportive um, and they actually help us to grow. Uh, not just uh, I mean, from a financial standpoint, but actually as a company. Because we learn about how the Japanese work and we have that kind of discipline which is required in the automotive industry. Because basically it's a daihatsu, right? It is a daihatsu. Mm, I don't know what the Perudo work want you to say. I mean, just or, that. <laughs> I mean originally it was. <laughs> well, yes. I mean, the, the, the um, philosophy is there, which is uh, a very strong one and dedicated towards quality. But I would say that Perudo has its own identity as well. And they work very well together, of course, with daihatsu. Yeah. So within the past 30 years, was there no overtures made towards supplying to Daihatsu in Japan? Well, we, we are currently supplying also to Daihatsu in Indonesia. Right. Um, but through Prodoa. So you can't see it because it goes through Prodoa. But actually we are supplying and that's a big market and they have a, a good share of that market. So uh, we are doing that currently and we want to expand obviously in that area. I mean, that's just within the Daihatsu group, right? Um, but we are also looking at other makes and we are already talking to them. It's not easy to just, you know, kind of walk through the door and say, look, this is a product, you know, please take it, right? You know, it's a long process. They have to qualify us and, you know, it's for future models and future variants, which we have to bid for. So it could be, you know, maybe further down the road. But you've got a very good track record with Produa. I mean, 30 years is nothing to sneeze at. Hmm. So why would it be so difficult to uh, diversify and branch out to supply to other car makes? I guess it became more of an issue when we start to go for an IPO. You know, I was a private company, so yeah. we were quite happy to develop products for Produa. But now we realize that, you know, as a listed entity, it is obviously good to diversify our customer base. So we're making steps in that direction. With the long time that we've we've had developing products, we feel that we've got the strength to do a similar kind of job, you know, for, for the other makes as well. And uh, we just need to be in front of them and be able to uh, work with their teams to be able to incorporate our product in their models. Well, one might say that 30 years relying on just one client and only realising it when you want to go for an IPO, people could say it's complacency. Actually, without saying too much, I, you know, I, I think that you have to look at Prodoa as a model customer. You know, if we were to diversify, we would, in some respects, add more risk 
to the business. The good thing about the philosophy that they have with their vendors is that they provide a very supportive environment. So that helps and it's not necessarily the case with other customers. Uh, so you would look at having to accept more risk when you go to other customers. The automotive industry is one where there is a relationship. It's a very tight relationship actually between the supplier and the manufacturer. It is a just-in-time operation. That means that we got to make sure we produce and deliver on a very regular basis and we cannot falter because if we do, then the consequences to our customer is quite large. In your diversification plans, are you looking towards, say, maybe the B2C segments, you know, retail, or looking at OEM? Yeah, um, it's more OEM. I think to the end customer, the retail customer, it's a bit more difficult because the manufacturers today, the car manufacturers today, are looking to integrate the infotainment systems into the car in a very seamless way, right? So that means that unlike before where you can swap in, swap out, you know, different yeah. makes, different brands based on your preference, today it's much more difficult to do that. So that's why we work with the manufacturer. How is Betamac positioning itself as hybrid, electronic and autonomous vehicles gain global market share? We are certainly working on incorporating our products into, you know, in those kind of models. So we see it as a kind of a progression from, you know, the uh, internal combustion engine cars to hybrid to EV, right? So each step, there's going to be more and more electronics. And therefore, we have to make sure that we are on top of the the kind of technology that's required at each stage. So certainly we are working on on that. Betamac is set to make its debut on Bursa Malaysia's ACE market later this morning. You are looking to raise nearly 34 million ringgit from this exercise. Your IPO price is 50 cent per share. How is this 34 million to be spent? Because I see that the bulk of it, 30% is going to be used to repay borrowings. That means you end up with a new cash position of 18 million ringgit. That's mm. what you're comfortable with? Yes, you know, we are certainly looking to use the proceeds, you know, particularly for our R&D. I'm, I'm very fo focused in trying to build that capability, as, I, as I've said. Uh, we are going to get more space, bring in more machinery and equipment, and working towards Industry 4.0. Mm -hmm. yeah, so I think by doing so, we'll increase productivity and have a better control over um, the quality of our products. And looking at your financials as well, your latest 2022 results don't show that you have returned to pre-pandemic levels. Revenues are just marginally higher, 133 million ringgit in 2022, 127 in 2019. Profits are in fact lower, 13 million in 22, 22 million in 19. Your margins have also narrowed. Um, I was just wondering how that could be seeing as Produas and Proton's waiting lists are going into six seven, eight, nine months now. Yes. I mean, the and demand that, is there for cars. Yeah, you should look at their performance and then determine how we uh, will perform ourselves because we do have a good market share in the infotainment section of the car. So, you know, if you look at uh, Produa, they have been performing really well. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, it, it will be reflected in... Betamax performance. I think, you know, looking at the uh, 
numbers for last year. Well, that was the period when we had a pandemic, right? And right. then we had uh, lockdowns and then we opened up again and then there was lockdowns and then at the end of last year, there were floods. You know, so there was a bit of disruption and that obviously had an effect on us. Uh, with regard to the uh, margin, you know, it is partly because of uh, component prices that have gone up globally and it's something that the whole automotive industry globally is facing. But, uh, you know, we believe that it will eventually normalise as new capacity comes in. How are you impacted by the strong US dollar currently? We definitely are impacted because many of the components do come from overseas, but we're taking steps to mitigate that. A lot of our suppliers are in China, and we're looking to convert our purchases into renminbi. Are you hampered by the shortages of chips and electronics, seeing as a lot of it come from China and they are pursuing a zero-COVID policy? Uh, Yes, there is some impact, but we have a a strong procurement team uh, within the company and we look to procure ahead of time. So what happens is that obviously lead times are longer, so we make sure we plan better and uh, we have to buy uh, in excess uh, to some extent, you know, Um, but uh, that helps us because our priority is actually to make sure we do not fail our customer. And we've been able to do so uh, all this time. Is there a dividend policy in place for Betamax? Not at the moment. Um, Why not? Because we're moving from a private company to a listed company. So we want to understand a bit more about what uh, you know we can deliver. It is a balance between rewarding our shareholders as well as uh, to be able to reinvest. So we want to, you know, do both. So we're trying to find a good level where we can continue to reinvest in our company as well as to give shareholders uh, the returns that they are looking for. There could be one in the future, you think? I cannot pre-announce. <laughs> Finally, why should I put my money on Betamac? I think that we are in a good space at this point in time, you know, in the development of the automotive industry. Um you know, it's heading in the direction of going electric. And if that's the case, then there will be a lot of electronics in the car in the future. It's going to be more and more. And so we will be involved in as many parts of that as possible. So we look forward to being the supplier to the car companies in all the areas that use our capability and even extend our capability. We have been talking to Mirzan Mahadir, Managing Director of the soon-to-be-listed Betamec Berhad. This has been The Breakfast Grill. I'm Keith Kam for BFM 89.9, The Business Station. The Breakfast Grill is brought to you by U-Mobile, where unlimited potential begins. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.